welcome back to 7525. So I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm just going to start out this episode. I really did all of the things that we tell you guys not to do last night. You know, like working right before bed and laying in bed and looking at emails and, and working some more. Felicia got a nice email from me like at 10 o'clock last night with some ideas. I realized that we were recording today and I was doing all the things that I shouldn't be doing. But with that said, I have got a really good outline going. And then I was thinking about some future episodes and I was doing some reading. Oh, and I think, I think we are going to post our giveaway. I'm throwing Felicia under the bus right now because she probably has no idea. I'm telling you, I didn't sleep last night. I had a lot of ideas. I don't know if I had too much I'm coffee. I just waiting for my coffee to sink in because <laughs> I forgot my coffee this morning. <laughs> you know, a giveaway for you guys. The giveaway would be good though. Yeah, maybe. So what's going to be in the giveaway? Shouldn't it be a surprise? Oh, oh I don't know. Surprise. I don't know. Well, I just feel like if it's a surprise, it might be like shitty. So why would you? It's not you shitty. It's the, I know oh, it's not the, shitty. It's actually. But I wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I would want to know because then why would I do it? So we had Yeti cups made with our emblem and name engraved. Not like Felicia and Vanessa, but like our the name of the podcast engraved yes. and some stickers and then our log your ship book. Maybe some other fun things. The Yeti is the best part, though. The Yeti is the best part. They're legit. It's so pretty. It is They're really such pretty. Nice cups. So and it's black. So nice. Black like your Those soul. Those cups are so nice. Yes, <laughs> I really like them. I think uh, it's good to know what's in the giveaway. Well, fine. Now they know. So we're gonna be posting that probably this week sometime. Getting some more shares and likes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. <laughs> More listeners in our family, what? Right, right. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about today? Well, this is actually from your dad, his idea. Uh, so we thought it'd be a good idea to start with talking about like how cynicism develops in your career. And a lot of what like I came up with as I was researching for this episode is it, it is geared a lot towards law enforcement, but I do think fire guys start to experience a lot of c- cynicism towards the end of their career, and they didn't oh, necessarily yeah. start out that way. You know, it's funny how things happen, and I feel like this always happens. You talk to one person about something, and then you notice you notice it with numerous people. Yes. It keeps coming up, because I just had, I just got a new client, and he lived with his parents until he got married, and then he moved in with his wife, you know? But until then, like, his mom took care of everything for him. Like, big mama's boy. Oh. Like, he was paying his own bills and shit, but she was like, oh, let me make that doctor's appointment for you. Yeah, like... I mean, I'm not going to judge. I, w- I really wish my mom would make my right? own doctor's appointments for me. <laughs> so, some of them, maybe. But um, it, it was just her taking care of everything and, like, sheltering him. And I, I don't even know if it's necessarily she sheltered him from life, but going from, you know, being a civilian to being a Leo is such a stark difference and thinking the world is great. Mm-hmm. And there's so many good people out there and, like... Have you seen that commercial, the fucking human kindness commercial? I know. It's like human kindness. It's a it's a commercial on Hulu. Oh. And this guy at night, you see him on his, I, it's like a ring camera or something, but you see him at night because it's, okay, during the day, let me back up. During the day, there's a kid that rides his bicycle like in his big driveway in a loop. And at night, the guy like does a little chalk outline and the oh, next day I you see, see people the doing yes. the loop. Yeah, and I punched Skyber because I was like, what the fuck? You're not practicing human kindness. Why isn't there stuff in our driveway? <laughs> <laughs> says the person who stares at the ring camera and is like who the fuck is that pulling into my driveway yeah anyways um, anyways moving on you see all of that and you think like oh that's life and then you go from that to law enforcement where you're suspicious of like everything and everyone and it's such a stark difference and 
you know, he complained because he was like, my mom sheltered me from the world, and the world is actually a really bad place. Yikes. I know. Got some work to do. Have fun. I know. I was like, oh. Which I think goes really into this. Again, going back to, I read a lot of articles last night, so my brain's kind of overloaded. But something to keep in mind is we're not talking about skepticism. There is a difference between like healthy skepticism and then cynicism. And I think in law enforcement especially, well, I mean, even for fire too, your skepticism of the world and people keeps you alive. Like it is definitely a good coping skill or like advantage to have because, you know, if you're just, for example, going off of what a perp says, like, oh, nope, that wasn't me. And you walk away. Like, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. I actually read. I trust you. The world's a good place. Right? I actually read an article last night from Police One and it was like a guy was writing about this exact um, experience. He was with his FTO and his FTO completely let him bomb him bomb the whole fucking interview process with the guy out on the street and the FTO actually oh. knew that who what who the guy was and then when they got back in the car he was like my FTO ripped me a whole new asshole um and was like you missed this and this and this he was like I did not have healthy skepticism so I was like it, it it's necessary to have that to not trust everything that you see especially as a law enforcement or a fire or I feel like I've been generally taught that everyone's lying at all times <laughs> well I mean, that makes sense. (laughs) Just assume that there's at least some part of it that's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, you know, I guess on a normal basis, most, I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) But were were you not? Well, I mean, I don't trust everybody. If you are sketchy, I'm going to think you're a sketchy person. But I generally believe you. But I guess I know you. So I don't know. Cynicism is like the next step of that and typically it's kind of like not believing that like your guy was saying there's no good in the world and that's not necessarily true not everybody is a flat out liar out to get you but it brings about negative emotions and attitudes and like really unhealthy judgments towards the world towards even your colleagues or your department as a whole um and just a really unhealthy negative like pessimistic outlook on just everyday occurrences i guess back up and say that you know we thought starting out this episode of what does it look like because at the end of your career if you're completely cynical of what everything or all the things that you're doing you're typically not going to be very happy in your career because what you feel like you're doing isn't isn't worth it so we thought we kind of talk about you know what what is cynicism what does it look like how does it develop and maybe you know, some ways to combat it. So maybe at the end of your career, you're not completely miserable. You know, these are all things that as I was reading the articles and like reading some interviews from guys or law enforcement guys who were talking about it, you know, they were talking about it doesn't typically happen right at the beginning of your career. It's something that develops over over the time and all of the exposures and things that happen to you along your career. I think definitely something that happens over time. You do have that like stark change at the start of your career. But at the same time, I think at the start of your career, maybe you have that like blue flame, so to speak, and you're like excited and trying to get up to all the calls and get everything done. And you're, you know, younger and more like go get it type of energy. Well, and I think even the purpose that you go into it, right? Like most law enforcement officers that I've talked to, 
don't say like I went into it because I want to arrest people. I mean, or chase people. I mean, they, they know yeah. that's a possibility, obviously, but most of them are like, I just wanted to help. I wanted to be part of my community or you just want to help. But over time, you see how the system works mm. or it doesn't work. I'm just going to throw exactly. that out there. <laughs> that's what I mean. How everything works, how justice works, laws, how laws can change, you know, how things turn out how some things don't turn out and I think uh, over time you can become jaded and start to feel like it's not just you know it's not just the perps that are bad people everywhere you look everyone is bad and I, I think that's also perspective if you spend all day every day going after specific people you start to think that those specific people are the world mm-hmm You know, so your worldview gets very, very small and maybe not so accurate. Yeah. So even when you're going home, you're thinking Mm -hmm. like if you have teenagers, like I've heard that, you know, Mm -hmm. they're like, well, where's my teenager going? They're probably going out to a party and going to go drink and do drugs. And, you know, they're hanging out with the wrong cow. And And they're always lying. And they're always lying. And I'm Uh like, dude, your kid's like a 4.0 student and doesn't leave the house where like and now they want to go to McDonald's and you're fucking throwing a plate like Mm -hmm. over it. Not that they're throwing plates, but you know what I'm saying? Flipping out. it It doesn't. You can't just turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's difficult. Like our our guy in the parking lot. Don't get out of the car yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know how dangerous parking lots are? <laughs> um, and we've, like. we've heard the parking lot thing a, a couple of times now. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of, part of that perspective and how that gets skewed over time. Mm-hmm. So when somebody develops, it probably starts out as skepticism. And like, you know, the academy, they teach you that you should be skeptic of people, especially the ones that you're encountering. But that often turns into, like you were saying, there's it ends up looking like a loss of trust and belief in the criminal justice system. Like the outcomes don't match the system, or the, the outcomes of the system don't match what it was intended to do. So Especially during the shutdown. Right? Like, Fucking no bell. You know how many times I... Jack off out of school. You'll get out. Right? Today. If you even go in. in. It's crazy. I was... Yeah. Oh, I... I saved an article, but either way, I was like, the guy was talking about, like, that was one of the biggest things that he felt looking back, like, really triggered him to, like, become cynical. He was like, oh, that's what it was. There was, like, recently there was a shooting. A guy was shooting at a cop, and it was, like, in the middle of the night, and he posted bell and was out by 2 p.m., and he was like, how? Like, it's shit like that that I think yeah. makes makes guys cynical, how would that not make you question what you're doing? Like you're busting your ass and how much paperwork does that create, honestly? Mm-hmm. How much paperwork does that create? A fuck ton. Oh, yeah. And they're out by two and they're back home enjoying themselves. What does what does that tell people it's okay to do? Oh, yeah. You, you just can jack off in front of children playing at schools, right? Or shoot at an officer. And you can shoot at an officer. And as long as you don't hit them, you're good. You'll it's be out by bell. two. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. And like, and that's a big part of it. It's like why I think guys will end up start questioning, like, why am I even doing this? What's the point? So you mm-hmm. end up with like things like low morale and alienation or yes. feeling like isolation because you're just like, why? You know, or you throw in some things like, you know, department betrayal, you know, mm-hmm. when shit like that happens and there's like an officer involved shooting and then all of a sudden because it's super magnified in the media. You know, we've heard yep. about that recently. And then all of a sudden the guy's thrown underneath the bus and everybody around is looking like, well, I don't want them fucking, I don't want that to be me. 
So, and then the department drops them like a hot potato because right. liability. Right. And I think, you know, guys, like I said, don't want to be like, well, I don't want that to be me. But I also think that to them, that's just more evidence that like, I need to look out for myself. I can't trust any of, I can't trust my mm-hmm. department because what if that is me? Yeah. I will say, I think the pendulum always swings the other way at some point though. I, yeah. I guess I'm just going off a of current events. Yeah. You know, I think we should always do what is right. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, eventually... <laughs> And nobody can pop my bubble on this. Eventually, it'll swing the other way. It is good to do what is right. That way, people around you see that what is right is still being done. That way, people are little ones are being taught what is still right. But it's hard. As a first responder, it's really hard. So how do you keep up your motivation? How do you make sure you're around the right people to keep doing the right thing and, you know, keep out of that burnout and compassion fatigue and keep from questioning what you do you you do what you do for a reason Mm -hmm. and you may not have the best support around you but you're still doing it for that same reason you started right I think it's really important to keep that in front of you which kind of leads to what we're going to talk about later is like far as how how do you combat it but I think there's really nobody else that can help you not become cynical other than yourself you know you could surround yourself with people with people but it's more in my opinion, really about keeping your own self-talk or thoughts or emotions or belief systems in place and making sure that you're exposing yourself to things that help you have a better worldview about your department or, you know, society as a whole. Mm -hmm. Maybe it would be a good idea to remind yourself of all the good you've done here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, the good cases you've had, not necessarily that they were good, but they ended up being good in the end you know how much you were able to do with that or I think we've talked about this before but making the making the list of reasons why you love your job and reading them before you go into work <laughs> sounds super Sometimes cheesy you need a reminder yeah especially huh, yeah yeah only with certain things not when I'm talking with clients but like other things we have to do for yeah. our job like paperwork yeah I need those reminders like why do I need to do this again oh that's right because I'll get subpoenaed <laughs> Uh, I guess kind of going back to how does it develop I think it's it is important to kind of figure out that out because if you don't understand how you're going from like being a blue flamer in the start of your career to all of a sudden you're a cynical old man or or, or woman in your career like how does that happen I think the biggest thing that I've heard guys talk about is the jobs do not match the reality like you said you go in as a blue flamer or whatever the fire version of that is and you have this ideal of like oh I'm gonna help people I'm gonna to have this positive interaction and impact on the community but I think what I end up seeing is that you're not seeing the positive of your career all the time a lot of the times you are exposing yourself to critical incidents traumas mm-hmm. you know the shittiest of shitty people sometimes in the world right you know gang violence homicide drugs violence so that the general public can be protected you know, freshly buried bodies right oh yeah that too um uh, okay, but one thing we didn't think about that I just thought about, and I've heard numerous guys talking about, is when you start out as that fresh boot guy, and you go in, and you're you're working with the guys that are have been there for a while, and they're already cynical. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you and they get it. all like, why are they even doing the job? Like, I want to do this because I want to help people, and, you know, they're already tired, and they should just leave, and I hear that all the time, too. Yeah. 
And then it's funny to hear the other side of it. Like, I'm just thinking about how many guys, like the new guys coming in and they're like, oh yeah, they want to be helpful and do all the they things. Think they think they're going to oh, change the world. The world. And, and we're all like, watch it fucking burn. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, total, total opposites. Yeah. I just, I know this is like uh, shitting rainbows right now, but it'd be nice if they could feed off each other a little bit. Right. Like balance <laughs> each other out. Balance. Like just saying we're gonna like shoot for the stars well I think guys do like especially new guys I think it's it's terrible that departments and I I hate talking shit about departments but I think they they do like the commercial tv version of like selling the job like you're gonna get a great paycheck and you know what you're gonna help your community and you're gonna serve and you're gonna protect and it's gonna be great everybody's gonna love you welcome to the brotherhood you'll never get rid of it and then they get mm-hmm. fucking hit by a freight train when they actually realize what the job is, which is responding to all that mm-hmm. shitty stuff. And then possibly never seeing the positive outcome of those situations, right? Because you're on to the next call. You have no idea what the fuck happened mm-hmm. with that, those other people. So, Family first, by the way. If something happens to you. Yeah, you're only getting one day off this month. But if something happens to you, like if you do something that maybe is like gray area and the media gets a hold of it, fuck you. Sorry. Uh huh. (laughs) Liability. You know, it's shitty. How money we gave your family, you're going to have to pay that back. Right. (laughs) Oh, we're laughing, but it's terrible. It is terrible. But so I think like having some of the older guys like do a tiny bit of reality check is not necessarily a bad thing. But I also think on the other end of that, being too pessimistic and cynical can really lead to a lot of shitty mental health stuff. And what I was like actually reading too is like it leads to higher rates of like heart attacks and strokes. And uh, I think suicide was All one of those. stress and cortisol. Right? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh. you're just fucking your system daily. Even if you didn't experience anything like super traumatic, you're still going, fuck this job. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. One of the SOs we talked to that's like had actually had a very good career did a lot with his career but is I would say pretty cynical correct me if you think I'm wrong Um, (laughs) that might be putting it lightly right everything in the world is terrible yet if you ask him how many people he's probably saved including people he's saved by taking you know gang members off the street he can't even give you a fucking number no because it's that many but does he ever think about that? No, of no. course not. No, not for a second. Well, he'll give you some other numbers, though. He will give you some other numbers. And I think, again, that goes back to, like, what are you actually being exposed to on a daily basis? You're not being exposed to the good. Mm-hmm. You're being exposed to the bad. And I think trainings and things like that don't do a great job of really saying what this career is going to be like. That and what are you focusing on? Mm-hmm. You know, if you flipped the script on yourself and you... Ch- chose to focus on the positive and trying to find the positive in what you do likely you would find it you found it once before at some point you enjoyed your job you went into it for a reason Mm -hmm. the reason you went into it is probably still there you've just ignored it for so long because you're so negative right Mm -hmm. negative or stressed or you haven't slept in a few years I don't know but you've cut that out at some point and I think that creates cynicism too Oh, yeah. And I think a big part of that is not having necessarily a lot of positive interactions with the community. Because at the end of the day, like, there is, like, that protect part of it. But, you know, the whole protect and serve. Like, you can serve your community. But I think because 
right now, again, hopefully the pendulum swings the other way. Fuck Everybody's yeah. <laughs> understaffed, right? You know, they're expected to Literally. do more work with less people, mm-hmm. you know, and barely scraping by. And then you throw in some shit like COVID and all of those interactions that you would normally get, like being able to go to sporting events and talk with people that yeah. way or, you know, community school events, right? Or coffee with a cop, like all that stuff stopped for a while. Yeah. And then all your job is doing is literally being exposed to all of those negative things. I wonder if coffee with a cop is still a thing. It is a Madeira. It is? Yeah, I want to say so. I haven't heard about that in, in a while. I want to say they just started back up. You know, so on top of not having... We should have coffee with a therapist. Uh, no. Would anyone show up? <laughs> I wouldn't show up. <laughs> you could do that on your own. Um, what if we did like coffee with a brutally honest therapist you have five minutes for your line we can do the stop that thing (laughs) i didn't realize how much i actually said that that. sometimes you just got to be direct you're a dipshit next try again (laughs) you're right your wife doesn't love you move on good luck (laughs) um that'd be fun therapy Not like actual therapy, but it'd be funny. Could they pay us in coffees? Leave a $5 Starbucks gift card. Yes. you go, please. (laughs) Yes. I'll take Dutch Bros too. (laughs) Yeah, Dutch Bros. Let us know if you guys would come to uh, (laughs) coffee with a fucked up therapist. (laughs) Five minute sessions style. (laughs) Uh, Brutally honest. We're not jaded. I'm just kidding. It would be so much fun for us. Just so we're clear, we really do like our jobs. We're just it's Saturday <laughs> afternoon, just got back from our kids' t-ball practice, haven't sucked down enough coffee. I really do like my job, but at the yes. same time, I really like my job because I work with people that I really like. Yeah, that's true. We have a solid community we work with. Yeah. Now, if tomorrow your office was full of civilians, would you like your job? I might walk out of my office. <laughs> no two-week notice. I'm done. <laughs> Exactly. Everyone has their place in the world. Uh, right. <laughs> we all have our strengths. I like to have a sense of humor and some people are not okay That's with That's why sense I of still humor. just can't picture you working with kids. Like I th- I feel like you'd suck at that because you're really good at this. I was good at like, that if too. You're, if you're meant, yeah, maybe you were good at it, but is that I'm, your like your area? No. You, was that your strength? No. Obviously not. This is your strength. <laughs> Moving <Anyways>. on. <laughs> Which is great. Find your strengths, you know, and your job. What are you good at? And I think if you know that you're not having a lot of positive interactions with the community, find find some ways to increase that, you know, because I think if all you're seeing is the negative, you're easily going to come into that, like, or find that you're becoming cynical, especially if you're doing all the work then not seeing it lead up to much or seeing the benefit or worth of staying in the field. I had a guy that I talked to pretty well I don't say pretty regularly anymore but I, I used to and he was so frustrated because he was doing all this work for a case and he had all the information and like it should have it should have gone through and I think it was like the DA or somebody like that told him oh no we're not going to do anything with that case there isn't enough and he was like what the fuck else do you want like I, I don't understand it's like by the book we should be good to go and they were like, nope. And I think part of that is, again, coming back to COVID, everything's so understaffed and behind mm-hmm. that they're just not wanting to take on more stuff. But, like, how frustrating would that be to do all that work and then be told no? 
and there's just no like real good logical reason other than it's just not enough and it's like well what the what the fuck else do you want do you want me to like catch him in the act again that would be frustrating on top of the fact that law enforcement individuals are so black and white Mm -hmm. you know they were extra frustrated oh yeah I, I'm toning down the words that he actually yeah, used. Like, I cross the T's, I dot the I's, it's in fucking black and white. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or they do get that far, and then all of a sudden they get a quick, easy plea deal, right? I think that's even frustrating, too. Like, okay, we mm-hmm. got up to this point, and now they're just getting a slap on the hand. Just crazy. So you're doing all the work, and you're not really seeing it lead to something. And let's, I'm just going to keep going and, like, how shitty it could actually be for guys, because then you add in, like, again, hopefully that pendulum's like swings other way but right Mm -hmm. now a media portrayal on top of like maybe not feeling connected to your your department or even the people your department works with like judges and DAs and things like that you get the media portrayal of law enforcement in a negative light causing a disconnect between like the communities that they're serving and the Mm -hmm. department itself as a whole you know as shitty as that sounds a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of people, I would say there is obviously a handful of people who do not trust them in the police right now. So then you feel like you're doing all this hard, shitty work and then they're mad at you. And I, I'm thinking of another example of like, I was like, you know, we responded to a DV case and she was mad that we were arresting her abuser. Oh, that's... You know, because they rolled up on the situation because somebody else reported it. Like, and it's just like, what that's the so fuck? so common with TV. Like, it it no, is. That's not even... That's not even right now. That's all the fucking Well, that time. is all the time, but I'm just saying, Don't like... Don't him. How, you had us, me again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the last time he loves me. Uh, uh, I hate DV calls. The, the other thing about, like... Uh, and I, I think it's... I would say it's lightening up, but everything that's gone on in the media, like... I, I even had law enforcement people telling me, like, don't put anything blue line on. Don't wear anything blue oh, line. Oh, yeah, for like, a while there I wasn't, which was kind of shitty, but it was really bad here for a while. safe. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like right in the middle of COVID when all that mm-hmm. much shooting and stuff happened. Like, my girls have some blue line slides. Mm-hmm. And I, like, put them on them to go to the store, and then I was like, let's just save those for later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is shitty because that it was at a time when, obviously, you know, law enforcement was getting like zero support, or so, th- at least they felt. They, yeah, the support was like at, I would say, almost an all-time low, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like people are being targeted just for supporting. Oh yeah. I don't think that's as much. I mean, I wear all my fucking blue line shit now. But there was a there was a while there. There was a time there that was a little that was rough. difficult though, and. Stuff like that makes it really hard, too, and I don't think people understand. I don't um, Maybe law enforcement does, doesn't, I don't know, but I don't think people understand how hard it is in law enforcement throughout these times, mm-hmm. especially during COVID when they're like, don't pull anyone over. Right. <laughs> Come to work, but don't do your job. <laughs> or Very like the new, new roles or new laws that I heard were going into effect about things that you can pull people over for because uh-huh. they just – targeted even though it's an illegal offense you can't pull them over for it because you know profiling of extent which we're not going to get into that but i'm just saying like it's all these things that make your job super hard when at the end of the day the core of your being typically is you just want to help you want to protect others and there's all these barriers in the way of doing Mm -hmm. that and then you get exposed to lack of better words really ungrateful people and and situations that make you want to throw your fucking hands up and go why why am i even doing this 
Yeah. I think it's important to remember why you initially did it because chances are that's that's something that's probably still important to you. Mm-hmm. Remember why you still love your job, even if you have to write down those reasons and read them every morning before you go in or every night, whatever your shift is. You know, and remember that I think the community that supports first responders, the community that f- supports law enforcement, I think we were snuffed there for a little bit due to safety reasons, unfortunately. Uh, but that's that's changing, and there's actually a lot of support out there. No, absolutely. For first responders. And reminding and yourself. I think they're getting louder. I, I, yeah. I love the jokes um, about how all the law enforcement supporters are the ones that have most of the guns. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but then I was thinking about everyone I know and how many firearms they have. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, makes sense. I was like, this does make sense. But, you know, I'm also not a shitty person, so that's not the initial thought I have. You know, like, oh, I have guns. Because <laughs> that's stupid. Because that's, that's not how you take care of things in a responsible way unless absolutely necessary, right? Unfortunately. I just yeah, feel like right? there's going to be a lot of problems solved if I was just allowed to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> Do you want to open that can of worms? I don't think so. I'm too pretty for gel. Trust me, guys. I'm not gonna. I just. It's not gonna go well for me. <laughs> so. I just don't want to. Like, I don't want to eat there. Right. That's and, gross. And I, you know, we've worked a little bit in the gels before, and they've told us like, "Well, we do spreads." I've seen those spreads. They're not. They're, they're not. not. Spread. I'm not no. okay with those spreads. There's only so many ways you could cook ramen noodles. And I don't want to mix it with my coffee. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm my impressed by the shit that her able right? to do with that shit. <laughs> it's still shit, shit at the end of the day. It's like shit with a bow on top. It's still shit. Yeah, and their coffee in a bag. Ew. Like you would take home a goldfish. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> no. no. Anyways, that, that was that was the squirrel moment. But um, there's a lot of support out there, and I think sometimes you have to remember that or find different ways to be reminded of that support and remind yourself of why you do what you do. Speaking of, we have some guys, and I'm sure there's plenty of guys out there. This is, this is just some of the guys that we know of that have been in their job for quite a while and are still very like gung-ho, like all mm-hmm. about their job and all about the original reason they got into what they do, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it's possible. We're not saying it's not, but yeah, I also yeah, think it takes it's, effort. It's good to remember that um, the people we typically see in therapy are there for for therapy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we definitely have that lens. We see people who are there because they need help with something. Mm-hmm. Not to say they're severe at all. I have plenty of guys that just want someone to check in with. Um, but typically therapy doesn't happen because things are going great. Great. They're not like jumping up and down and feel like they're living in Disneyland every day. Disneyland is actually probably a terrible place for many people. It's just my happy place. So that's yeah. what I mean by that. Um, but <laughs> there, I think there are plenty of people out there that still, you know, have been in their career for quite some time that still love their job and what they do. So it's we're not saying blanket statement for everyone. We just think that some people do reach this point and it's good to know what it what it is, what it looks like and how to work with it. Yeah. And I think part of what works for these guys is a balance, you know, balance at work, but balance Mm -hmm. also between work and home life, because one thing that can make that 
worse is feeling like you're separated from your home life due to the crappy shifts or, you know, working nights, right? All those things, you end up starting to miss the important events. You start experiencing relationship issues because, you know, you're never home. And that often gets blamed on the job too, you know, like, oh my God, that's mm-hmm. one more thing that they're taking away from me. I've missed, you know, my kid's baseball game for the third week in a row because I got forced on overtime. And, oh, by the way, you know, that case that I was trying to get done just got thrown out or, you know, oh, he got left, <laughs> let out two hours later, all the fucking work. And, oh, you know, mm-hmm. oh, and let's throw an IA in there too, right? Because those are fun. All of those things, it's, if it was one thing or another, it would yeah. probably be okay, but it's typically the accumulation of all of those little things starting to add up. And that's that's difficult because I know, like, we get super frustrated. And I've made comments before of, like, oh, let me just miss my girls' gymnastics class for the fourth time this, oh, oh, look, it's been a month. I haven't seen them do anything. Right. That's great. You know, just to make work things. And I think I'm just going to say on my behalf, part of it is – you know, someone needs your help with something and you think, you think like, oh, I, I can cover this one time. I'm only going to miss one thing. But then the next week you actually have to cover something. So now you're missing that one thing again and shit adds up. So I think it's like a good rule of thumb. At least I'm going to try to start practicing this. Like if you don't have to cover something and you're going to miss something of your kids, if you do, don't fucking cover it. Right. Because chances are next week you will have to actually cover it because there won't be someone else. So taking figure out your priorities and know that you're not the only person who's capable of saying yes too, right? Because I think also Mm -hmm. what I see is certain people in your departments that you could probably think of right off the top of your head, and this isn't just law enforcement related, this is fire too, that you can go, Yeah, if I go to X, you know, this person, they're gonna say yes. They're going to always say yes. So I'm going to go to them every time I need something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to waste my time going to people that I know are either going to say no or they do a shitty job and I'm going to have to go there and micromanage. So making sure that maybe you're not completely the yes man all the time. Yeah. Because then you put yourself in this position where you either have to start setting boundaries and saying no later on, which is really hard. Which can further drive that cynicism, right? Oh, yeah. So maybe some things that you might want to try to combat some of that is to you know remain connected to the outside world there's there's more to your job than well I say there's more to your life than your job you know your job makes things seem way worse than they are because you work there so much and your worldview gets very skewed mm-hmm. you know so go to church do the hobbies date nights with a spouse whatever the hell it is keep doing those things so you can remind yourself that the world is not completely terrible it can be but it's not not Maybe everything. Maybe make a list of the people you do trust and look up to and remind yourself of that. Remind yourself that there actually is good in the world. Absolutely. And then maybe when you're at work, try try different things. So, you know, if you're somebody who's always like in the major major crimes unit, like you're going to be seeing shitty stuff. So maybe you try mm-hmm. to switch it up and like sign up for a community event so you can go have a positive interaction or maybe you I know like one of my guys ended up going into the school after having a really long career and it was a good fit for him and I think it ended his career really well you know because he his was more Mm -hmm. positive policing or community policing based and so it was less about being exposed to all the bad shit he got to make a lot of good connections and it 
sign up for career day. Right? Like, it, <laughs> seriously, find some little doses of happy within your career that you can have control over and maybe not trying mm-hmm. to stay in one unit for a super long time. So that yeah. way you feel like you're always getting exposed to different things. It would serve as a reminder for what your role truly is and what you went into this career for, which is to help, not necessarily to be the bad yeah, guy, definitely. so to speak. I think for us, part of it is this podcast and part of it is some of the work we choose to do pro bono. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we look at it and go, oh, I, w- I mean, like it, this week. it may not be pay, but I really want to do that because that's that's going to you know, be a really good experience for me. So definitely find those things. Yeah. And always keep the perspective. Remind yourself why you chose that job, whether it's creating that list that Felicia's talked about a couple of times, trying to incorporate some of those reasons into what you do every day. So, you know, if you like hanging out with kids and things like that, or you came in to protect kids, then go play basketball for a few minutes. You see some kids like, right, like find those little things that can help. Find your doses of happy. Right. Find your 75. And obviously, just generally self-care and positive self-talk. If you're always like, fuck this world, it's going to be really negative. Yeah, absolutely. What do you expose yourself to is really going to make a difference of keeping yourself protected to that cynicism. It is something that you can combat, but if you're not careful, it can easily mm-hmm. develop after small little things building up. So making sure... Take control of your path. Right. Choose your direction. Add something in there. Your, your day-to-day duties in your job doesn't get to control every part of your life you know make some decisions that can push you in a positive direction or just add little bits of positive again that 75 can you add anything in within your job that brings that positivity back to it absolutely because at the end of the day there is that 25 percent that you get control there's just job duties that you have to do that aren't so fun but there is things that you can do work right paperwork Mm-hmm. So maybe we challenge you over the next couple of weeks, start thinking about how you're going to make sure you protect yourself from that cynicism. Because at the end of the day, those are the things that lead to things like burnout and compassion fatigue and vicarious trauma and PTSD. It all starts to add up mm-hmm. eventually. So and keep- think about it. What are the best parts of your job besides your paycheck? Yeah, that can't, that what? doesn't count. A guy, I told my, I told a guy right. to text me what he comes up when he literally was like, I have a consistent paycheck. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Try again. Think about uh, the best parts of your job outside of a paycheck that comes many jobs. Okay. Well, all jobs, I'm thinking like size of paycheck, but um, yeah. many jobs come with that paycheck. Okay. So think about the best parts of your job. And maybe make those things something that kind of matches your morals and values too, because mm-hmm. then you're going to have that stronger emotional connection and it makes sense to you. Not just like, well, I like hanging out with my buddies. Like, no, that doesn't count either. Yeah. It needs yeah. to actually be valuable to you. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We're going to have obviously more episodes coming soon. Let us know if you guys have any feedback or ideas for future episodes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and turn on those notifications. Do all the things. Yes. Only if you like us. Yeah, right? Only if you like us. Only if you like us, though. If if, if you don't, you don't, you don't have to do any of that. Thanks for listening to 7525. This podcast is in no way affiliated with any other business or entity. 
As a reminder, this podcast does not take the place of mental health treatment. If you or somebody you love is struggling, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org for texting or chat options. You can find us at 75.25 on Instagram or 75 backslash 25 on Facebook.